Okay, listeners, regulars of the Pushing Rubber podcast, this is Adam Piggott. This is episode number 50, 5-0. How about that, eh? 50 episodes. 50 episodes of you lot listening to me blather on about whatever comes into my head. I do make notes. I do make notes. Look, I've got some little sticky notes here. One, two, three, four. I've even got some... uh, some pages open on the internet. Actually, I'm lying. I just lied. <laughs> I'm opening now. I think there's one I forgot. Uh, but you guys, 50 episodes and you're still listening to me. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? You know, that's, that's pretty good, I suppose. Um, let's just get straight into it. I'm packing. I'm packing house. Uh, the removalists are coming. Removalists are coming on Friday. Um... And yeah, um, I don't think there's anything worse than moving. Anything. I don't. I don't know what it is. What's worse? Going out to get shot in front of a firing squad. All right, I'll give you that one. Um, dating Triggly Puff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. There's a few things worse than packing and moving. But you know, this on on the on the it sucks scale. It's big. And I've been into it for two days now. I'm looking around my study here, which is a room. I've been here for three years, two and a half years. I've been here two and a half years. And it's a room that I have, it's been my best ever study. It's been a room that I've greatly enjoyed. It's got a marble fireplace. Uh, I've got my Bang & Olufsen vintage record player over there. Um, Behind me, I've got my huge wall of books. Well, I did have my huge wall of books. Uh, all I have now is a huge empty bookcase or book book thing that I built to put my books in, floor to ceiling. And this is a high ceiling too. The ceiling's about 14 foot. So my bookshelf thing doesn't go all the way to the ceiling, but it's got, it's got, it's got 12 levels on it. So it's pretty big. Um... So all the books are packed in that. Um, normally packing books takes me a very long time because I pull out so many books and I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't read this one for a while. And then I end up sitting down somewhere with the book and start getting into it. And yeah, there we go. Uh, I only did that once. I did that once uh, in the last two days. Uh, apart from that, I managed to... Uh, restrain my bookish urges to sit down and read uh, lots of things that caught my fancy. I did make a list, though, of books that I'm going to read when I unpack them when we get to Holland. Um, so, yeah. I did have one bad book moment, which was when I uh, went to pack uh, my autograph first edition copy of Nick Cater's The Lucky Culture. Um, a a book which came out in 2013 and a really, at the time, really good look at conservatism in Australia and its failures of the last 40 years. Uh, and I, I've, I think I read it twice to really get my head around. <gasps> Excuse me. It's, it's mid-morning, it's 11.30, but I've just got back from the gym and I'm a little bit shattered. I've been packing for two days. Um... 
I was going to actually get a beer and sit down to this podcast at 11.30 in the morning. I was like, oh, God, it's a bit decadent even for you. So I didn't do it. Maybe I just should have fucking hell. Germans drink beer at 9 o'clock. Italians drink grappa at like 6 o'clock in the morning. French drink Armagnac at 6 o'clock in the morning. One of my 11.30 beer. Why don't I have a beer? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to get a beer. I'm getting a beer. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hear that? Hmm. I'm into cans at the moment. I've, I've, look, I've been strictly a, a beer bottle guy for as long as I can remember. It's, it's had to be bottles of beer. I, I, I just didn't... Just And, I, and I've... I tell you what, the last summer here in Australia, I've just gone with cans. And I tell you what, they, you put the, a can in a stubby holder, which is like, for those of you overseas out of Australia, a stubby holder is like a neoprene, uh, a neoprene cup, which is the size of a beer can, and you just slide your beer can into it so your hand doesn't warm up the beer can in, in, in the hot temperature, and, the hot, and it stays cool. Um... And I never see these overseas. I never see stubby holders overseas in, in warm places. Um, I took uh, a stubby holder with me on my travels uh, all around the world with rafting and that. And like I have one in, because um, you can put bottles in them as well, of course. And I had one in Italy and Italians were like, oh, that is so good. Uh, why don't we do this stubby holder thing that you were doing? And I was like, yeah, why don't you, man? And I never did. Um, so there we go. Can. I just like in cans. Hey? I'm just liking cans. Yeah, cans are good at the moment. Really good. The only problem is you're kind of restricted in in the in the you're restricted in the um, your choice. Because it'll be all, all the beers will be in bottles and then there'll only be like ten percent will be in cans. So no. Yeah. Kind of makes it easy to choose, to be honest with you. I'm really over Australian beer. There's this Australian craft beer craze that every man and his dog, you know, is has got some fucking brewery at the back of his some commercial site in inner city Melbourne or something, and they're brewing beer and they're calling it names like you know uh, Left Dog's Testicle Pale Ale or some shit like this. And I'm just so, so over these fucking beers, all this craft beer that's coming out. That it's like if all of them do an IPA, which is an Indian pale ale, and all of them go completely overboard with the amount of hops that they stick into these beers. If I if I read another description of a beer and it says floral notes, I'll just about shoot everyone in the in the world today. Floral notes. That's what that's what you're after when you're after a beer on a hot day and you've been, you know, down the mine or on a building site or, you know, 
shoveling two by fours onto the back of a truck and now you want to be with floral notes get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here with your floral notes if you can't tell i mean i hate the world mood today i was walking down the street and i was just like someone look at me sideways i dare you i dare you someone look at me sideways no one looked at me sideways bunch of fucking cunts so i'm packing my books nick cater's book the lucky culture and this used to be uh this book used to be Pride of Joy of mine, signed, first edition. Uh, and then last week, Nick Cater went 100% cuck. 100% rolled gold, solid, you butte, primo category, cuck. When he went on the ABC and on the, on the drum and fawningly, obsequiously, uh, apologised, grovelled, grovelled. Nick Cater's on the board of Quadrant, and Quadrant magazine put out a uh, online uh, opinion piece. I spoke about this last week, but at the time I was speaking of the, I did last week's podcast. I I hadn't seen Nick Cater's performance on the drama. I mean, Nick Cater's on the board of Quadrant. What a what a disgrace! And and you know what? I, I did a bit more digging and I found out that Nick Cater does regular appearances on the ABC. And the ABC is like the prog shit lib um, media public broadcasting uh, bureaucracy in Australia. And he does regular appearances, which means they pay him. They fucking pay him. Fucking cuck conservatives. Fuck. Fuck. Unbelievable. So it was a bittersweet moment, you know. There's my book. I'm proud of it. I like the book. It's a good book. But he was... But is it a good book? Because he's just been lying the whole time. He's just a hypocrite. He's got no skin in the game. Worse. Worse. He's one of these bow-tie-wearing faux conservatives who get on, who get on, who who just want to go to polite society and get invited to dinner parties with the ABC and who are actually angling for a full-time job at the ABC so they can keep the wolves from the door. Fucking cucks. I tell you, I tell you, there's nothing worse. The other thing that's been really pissing me off in the last week with all of the, all of the online back and forth and arguments raging about Quadrant kowtowing and apologising to the left uh, was the amount of moderates um, on the side, on the conservative side that I was arguing with online. There are, there's nothing worse than moderates. I prefer a shit lib to a moderate any day. Yeah? If you're a shit lib, I've actually sat down and had beers with shit libs. I've got mates who are shit libs. Friends. Long-time friends. 30-year friendships. They're complete shit libs. Progressive fuck knuckles. I'll no problem. I'll have a beer with them. I'll be friends with them. I'll sit down with them. But a moderate on my side, get the fuck out of here. Just get the fuck out of here. I don't want to know about you. I don't even want to know. You are, you are worse. Because at least, at least with the with the progs and the shit libs, at least they're putting it out there. They're drawing a lamp, line in the sand, and saying, "Yeah, this is what we believe in." Which I'm completely, I'm completely opposed to everything that they believe in but at least they're out there saying that this is what this is this is where they stand this is what they stand for got to respect that in a way you know but moderates on our side oh man and you notice there's never you know there's never moderates on the on the lefty side never there's no lefty moderates i hate moderates 
if you're a moderate and you listen to this, just go and kill yourself. Yeah, just go kill yourself. Do us all a favor. Do us all a favor and go kill yourself. That'd be great. Um, ways you could kill yourself. Uh, how about putting a plastic bucket over your head and setting it on fire? That'd be a good way. We'd really, we'd really like to see that you do that. Yeah, uh, preferably live on the drum. Hmm. Nick. Yeah. Just put a plastic bucket over your head and set it on fire on the drum. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, how else? Maybe um, I don't know. Electrify your toilet seat. Something like that. Yeah. How much do I not like moderates? If a moderate had his dick, if a, if a shit lib had his dick caught in a meat grinder, I'd at least pass him a pair of scissors. But I wouldn't do that for a moderate. I really, really don't like moderates. I don't know, I don't know if you, I don't know if it's that, is that coming across? Is that, is that, uh, I've got a bunch of sound guys working here behind the, the scenes. One of you guys could have got me uh, a beer. Uh, could that come across that I don't like? Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I'm only joking. There's no one there. I'm fucking bullshitting. I'm sitting by myself in this room, surrounded by boxes. I've got a carpet rolled up over there. Against... My cigar box is empty. My cigar box is fucking empty. Why? Because I, I can't take... If I put cigars or alcohol or anything like that and transport it over, it apart from the, amount of, the money on duties you pay... If they find it with their scanners, and you haven't uh, and you haven't declared it, goodbye. It's going to cost you so much money. So I just I don't have any cigars at the moment, and my, my cigar box is sitting up there. All right, I like it's got one cigar left in it. Uh, I'm going to be uh, smoking that cigar in the next couple of days because the stuff's getting picked up uh, the day after tomorrow. So the cigar box, my cigar humidor, has to be packed. Um, what else looking around? What have I got left to pack in this room? My my LPs. Um, I've got all my collection of Quadrant magazines in a bin. That's where they're going. A fucking bin. The good thing about moving, whatever you move, if you've got half a brain, you purge yourself a lot of stuff. I've got my clothes up in the closets here, so I'm going to have to, today after I finish doing this and I get some lunch, this afternoon is clothes and uh, throwing shit out day. And I'm going to throw out a lot of clothes. I've been, I've been carrying around a lot of clothes over the years. That, that I don't wear the clothes anymore, but they have, they have like their sentimental memories associated with each one. Uh, I think the only one I'm going to keep now is my uh, orange adrift staff shirt from Uganda on the White Nile 96 um, shirt. I think that's the only one I'm going to keep. Uh, the rest, I think, can all go um, in the bin. I'm not even going to give them it to Salvation Army stuff. No one's going to want to wear this shit, man. This is, this is like, these clothes are like 20, 25 years old. So I'm going to get rid of a whole lot of them. Um, yeah. Um, the other bad thing about pack. Oh, I, I don't know if this is going to be my last podcast for a while um, because I'm doing this on my desktop and my desktop's getting picked up um, and you'll notice just let me stop talking here can you hear that right that's the sound of silence because I spent a lot of money on this desktop and it's it's three years old now is it two years old or three years old I think it's three years old I spent a lot of money on it and I got 
like a twin fan, all this liquid cool. I just said to the guys, look, the most important thing for me for this computer, I want it silent. I want a really powerful computer. I want to be able to run top-end computer games, video games at absolute maximum specs, but at the same time, I don't want to hear a thing. I want to, I just, I don't want to hear a purr. Um, so this is the computer that I record my podcast on and it's it's been really good. Um, I'm going to have to go to my um, six-year-old Samsung, back to my six-year-old Samsung laptop for the next at least the next nine weeks. Uh, I haven't even downloaded Audacity onto it, which is a program I use to record this. So I just don't know how it's going to go. And I get the feeling it's going to be noisy. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a pain in the ass. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't even know if it's going to work, to be honest. I don't even know if it's going to be able to handle this, if I'm going to be able to store uh, these files on it and upload them. I just don't know. So... Um, uh, I'm just warning you now. Um, if if nothing goes up next week or the week after or the week after that, but I'm still blogging, then you know what's going on. I've just the podcast is just going to have to be in hiatus. I don't want to do that. Fifty episodes. Uh, it's slowly building up, slowly getting more subscribers. Just like the blog. Uh, this week on the blog actually has been a really good week. I've hit um, this month. Sorry, I'm. I'm on track, I'm very close, I'm on track. I don't think I will, I won't. I'm gonna hit 39,000 views. So I'm not gonna quite get to 40,000 for the month, but I'm gonna hit 39. Uh, Last month was 31, and that was the first time I broke the 30 barrier. So it's gone January was 21, February was 23,000 views, March was 27,000, April last month was 31,000, and this month has almost hit 40. So it's like, it, it's starting to pick up really nicely. Um, I've had some really big days this month though. My two, my two best, my two highest days this, this month. Um, 3,000, um, 3,000 views uh on the weekend on one day on saturday and that and i had two two and a half thousand uh, a couple of weeks before that and both of those were thanks to aaron cleary so thanks buddy uh he linked to me on small dead animals and wow did i get smashed on that particular day so uh it's getting it's building it's getting up there you know um which is nice which is where is very very nice uh so so it's been packing yesterday i went i went to office works which is like this it's kind of like the only place to buy stationery now in australia news agents don't really news agents used to have lots of stationery but office works is kind of this big store chain that's undercut them and so i uh, i went down there yesterday to get one of those some packing tape and one of those packing tape roller things here it is here hear that can you hear that sound that's it not fucking working properly piece of shit um so i went down there and i get what i need 
and I, I go to line up and there's this big line, but it's the line to get stuff printed. Don't people have printers anymore? I don't understand. And there's no one, there's no one serving. There's no, and there's a woman just standing there. But I'm just like, is this where you go to, to go? And there's there's a there's a staff member there talking on the phone, out in the in the on the floor area, and she points to me and nods her head and goes, yeah yeah, line up there. And I'm like, really, really? You're just gonna be like talking on the phone and and I'll just line up fine. Okay, stupid fat cow. So I line up, and this guy, and this guy, it's another staff member's walking past, and he sees what's going on, and he's like, oh, I suppose I suppose I better jump behind there and serve some customers. No shit, fuck brain. So I uh, I get I get served, and I put my, I got my packing tape, and I had like a, a mark, thick black permanent marker pen so I can write on the boxes, no alcohol or cigars here. And I've got to walk home. I've got, I've got a bit of stuff. And I'm. what am I expecting? I'm expecting... Hang on. What am I expecting? I'm expecting one of those. I'm expecting one of those. Plastic bag. Fucking plastic bag. So I get up and I, and I get the stuff there and he scans it, blah, blah, blah. And he says, would you like to purchase a bag? And I'm like, what? What? You want me to what? He goes, would you like to purchase a bag? I went, purchase a bag? I said, I don't want to purchase a bag. I want a bag, but I don't want to purchase a bag. He goes, no, would, sir, would you like to purchase? No, I don't like to purchase a bag at all, dumb fuck. I didn't say dumb fuck. I said, just give me the stuff. And I'm like, and then, then I said to him, wow, eh? amazing customer service. Really, really good. Got to buy your own bags now. You rock up here. He just, he just kept his frozen smile on his face. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have a good day now. Thank you. Thank, uh, thank you. Really great service here, dumb fuck. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, dumb fuck. What about a plastic bag, you fuck? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day now. Thank you. He wasn't speaking in a retarded American accent, but that's what it was like. I was just like, fuck. You know, they they undercut everywhere, uh, everyone, these big conglomerates. And like Lemmings, we all go there. So all the news agents, all the news agents used to be like these really big, News agencies in Australia are like where you get your magazines, your comic books, uh, when you're a kid, uh, all your stationery, you do your lotto or something like that, all this sort of stuff. And and they just they've been over the years they've been getting progressively smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Because of companies like Officeworks are just undercut them. And then the when Officeworks has have finished undercutting and there's no competition anymore, well then they cut they ch- they charge you for a bag. Now, this might be normal for you poor fucks over overseas. Maybe you live in a socialist, completely socialist country or you live in South Australia, somewhere like that where plastic bags are actually banned. By the way, whenever plastic bags are banned, what they mean by that is plastic bags are banned from being given out freely by supermarkets and stores and that sort of thing, yeah? You can still go into a supermarket 
and bowled a, buy a big roll of, of garbage bags out of plastic, okay? Because what do you think is going to happen with that garbage? You think it's all just going to go in paper bags or something? What, what do you think is going to happen then? So, of course, plastic bags aren't banned. When they say we're banning plastic bags, not banning plastic bags, what they're banning is choice. They're, they're, and and the, the big, who do you think is the biggest supporters of, of, of banning shops from giving away plastic bags for free to customers? Who do you think is the biggest supporter of that? Who do you think? Who do you think? Who do you think? Who do you think? It's the companies that make the plastic bags that you buy in the supermarkets already. In Australia, that's glad. They're the biggest supporters of it. Oh, but we're saving the environment. We're saving the environment. <laughs> I went and got my bread. What did I do? Where, where was it? Where was it? Where was I? Where was I? Where? Oh, yeah. So I went, uh, I leave Office Works and I walk across to another part of the neighborhood where I am because I wanted to check out a restaurant. Oh, book restaurant. I'm going out for lunch on Sunday. Um, it's actually going to be a very exciting lunch. I'm actually going out to lunch. I'm not going to say the name of the person. It's going to be my wife and him and his wife. Which I'm going out to, but he's a really uh, respected writer and economist who I've been having an online uh, chat with. So we're quite excited about this. But in the interest of privacy, not saying his name. But I wanted to check out a restaurant to see if and they, were, they were shut yesterday. So it's like 12 o'clock, I've gone to office work, so I've got my useless, uh, whatever this fucking thing is, to, to, to put the, the plastic sticky stuff on the boxes. Why can't I even talk properly? It's the beer. I knew I shouldn't have had a beer. Fuck. And I, I drop in this, uh, in Australia we have, I tell you what, people say to me, you're going to miss Australia, I'm like, you know, am I going to miss masturbating with a cheese grater? No. But there is a couple of things I am going to miss, and one of them is meat pies. In Australia, there's in Australia there's a food called meat pie, and it's a fast food, and it's 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 a it's a thick pastry, it's not sweet, savoury pastry, uh, filled with like uh, meat, and you can have like a steak and mushroom, steak and kidney, steak and pepper, uh, all those sort of different types of pie, um, and sausage rolls, which are really really good as well. Now I've been watching these these TV shows of like and they got like American fast foods, American like I can't remember the names of them. You got some famous guys and they go around and checking out all of the, the regional foods around America. Like and they'll go and you know they've got like the hot dogs in Chicago, whatever it is, and they'll be and they'll be like brisket here and blah blah blah. And I mean I tell you what, America, your some of your foods looking great, but Australia has the meat pie and the sausage roll. So I went to a kind of this hole in the wall bakery, and uh, and the chick was there. And I ordered, ordered two pies of a sausage roll, and she puts each pie and sausage roll in an individual little little brown paper bag. And then she, without without even asking me, without me having to ask, she puts them in a plastic little plastic bag, takeaway bag, so I can carry them down the road. How about that, eh, for service? Little hole in the wall, small business, yeah? Customer service, and office, office works down the road. Would you like to buy a bag? Would you like to buy a bag? Fuck you! And then... And then I, I said to the I said to the woman I was just I was just at Office Works and they and they said would you like to buy a bag and I said no, 
And but I didn't. I realized afterwards I didn't communicate this properly. I didn't give her the whole the whole context was going. And she looked at me and she kind of smiled that frozen smile of I'm dealing with a crazy person. And then she went, "That's nice, love. That's nice." And she kind of handed me my bag. And then I realized immediately that I hadn't that I'd fucked up the context. Uh, and it was like, ah. I just waved goodbye at that point. So I then put the stuff that I bought from Officeworks in the plastic bag that had my meat pies and sausage roll and walking down the road. And then I got to my wine store. And my wine store is my little wine store that have Italian wine. It's actually where I bought this can of beer. It's a really cute Italian girl who works there and we get on very well. And uh, I went in, bottle of wine, six pack of cans of this beer. And... Um, and she said, would you like a plastic bag? And I went, oh, yeah. She goes, I'll double it for you. Double, I'll put two because this is the, the wine bottles might break through. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, baby. So then I told her the story of the Officeworks plastic bag. But by this stage, I'd, I'd perfected my story. So the context was right. So she immediately understood what I was saying. And she's agreeing with me. And then she goes, well, but, you know, you have to... Maybe, you know, it's not so good, the plastic bags. You have to you have to save the environment. And that's when I said to her, fuck the environment. Fuck the environment. And I didn't say it aggressively like that. I was like, no, nah, fuck the environment. And she kind of did a half laugh of, <laughs> you're joking. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not joking. Fuck the environment. And by the way, while you're at it, eat more dolphin. And she had a good laugh at that. Just this whole saving the environment thing that businesses use, I'm so over it. I'm so I'm so over it, and I think I think the worst offenders by far are hotel chains. That when you you go and you, you spend three hundred dollars for a hotel room or four hundred dollars for a hotel room, and you're on holiday somewhere like in Thailand for fuck's sake, and you're in this resort, and they've got this thing of and they have the little the little printed thing by the bed about the towels, washing the towels and the sheets, and they go on about about, oh, you know, there are this many hotel rooms around the world, and, you know, if they all wash all their stuff in the day, this is the amount of detergent, and rah, rah. Dude, I'm paying $400 a night for a room. You're going to wash the fucking sheets every night. Every fucking night. You're going to wash the towels. I'll be throwing all of these towels on the floor. And, and in this one in Thailand, they had this frog, this wooden frog. And if you... Ah, oh, there's some... The guy's cutting trees outside my window. If it gets noisy, it's those cunts. So they had these wooden frogs, and if you le- if you left the the they had like a stick that went through the wooden frog's mouth, and if you left the stick in the mouth, then that meant that they didn't have to wash the sheets. But if you took the stick out, they had to. I mean, that stick was thrown. Away. I threw the stick away. Yeah, that's what I did. I stood. It's just like just wash it every day. All the sheets. I want the sheets changed. I want the towels changed, uh, and I want uh, I want the Dressing gowns change. I want everything changed. Everything's going on the floor every single day. Wash the lot every time. And don't give me this guilt-tripping bullshit about saving the environment. If you want to save the environment, shut your fucking hotel. Yeah? Just shut it down. There, you can save the environment there. Do you feel better? Now go starve in a corner to death. Or put that plastic bucket over your head and set it on fire. Fuck you with your guilt-tripping in your hotels. It's the absolute pits it's the worst of all of this environmental and where we really care about we really care about the environment we care we care thank you thank you we care we care no you don't you fuck you just don't you don't want to pay your laundry people we don't want to do more laundry they care 
You're a lying sack of shit. That's why, this is why I hate moderates. Moderates are lying sacks of shit. Lying sacks of shit. Nick Cater, Nick Cater, you are a lying sack of shit. You've been pretending that you are on the side of the conservative right, and the whole time you've been getting paid by the ABC to go on there, you lying sack of shit, go and kill yourself. Please. And by the way, by the way, if I put if I upload this podcast and tomorrow Nick Cater has committed suicide, good. I'm not going to feel bad. Expect me to feel guilt? Guilt is a useless emotion, ladies and gentlemen. A useless emotion. If anyone goes and commits suicide from listening to my podcast, then I probably... I mean, you lefties, you shit libs, you want, you want less people. People are the enemy, right? I mean, in Australia, you want to lock people out of national... You want to make the whole of Australia a national park. Yeah? No, you don't. You want to make as much of Australia as a national park as you can. And the other parts of Australia you don't make a national park, you'll make an Aboriginal reserve. And only abos can go in there. And, and this, is, this exists, by the by way, around about 40% of Australia, roughly speaking... I pulled that figure completely out of my ass. But let's say 40% of Australia is locked up in Aboriginal reserves. You cannot go onto that reserve without a permit if you're not an abo. Hey, racism doesn't exist in Australia, right? Fuck me. The rest of it, they want to lock it up as national parks, and then they just want to keep people out of national parks. You can't go in. You'll be able to go in, and you'll be able to drive down the little spot, and then, but you won't be able to go out of the little fenced area. It'll be like the people are fenced in, but they're, they're protecting the national park from the people. This is, this is what Australia... This is what Australia is coming to. I don't even know where I was going with that. I've got no idea where I was going with that. If I was listening to this podcast right now, I'd be fucking annoyed. But there you go. When you get on a rant... When you get on a rant, that's what happens. If I did have a sound guy here, I could pretend to have a sound guy, like a cynical libertarian. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to talk to walls and pretend there's a person there. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because, because, because in that direction, only bad things happen. Only bad things happen. In that direction. And this is what's happened to Australia. Though. They're locking us out of it. That is locking us out. The liberal government that we have in Australia. But remember, remember, overseas listeners, when I say liberal government, the the liberals in Australia means conservative, right? The liberal government is the conservative government. So the conservative government is in power. The liberal government is so inept, is so useless at having any vestiges of conservatism at doing anything to wind back uh, the deficit. Remember, remember, boys and girls, 10 years ago in 2007, Labor, when they kicked John Howard out of power, inherited a $20 billion surplus. We now have a $600 billion deficit. Now, I know to you Americans listening to that, you're probably thinking, ah, yeah, we do things much bigger in America. Our, our, Our deficit is 20 million, trillion, trillion, trillion. Yeah, well, you've got 250 million people. We've got 23 million people. So if you do it by head of population, I reckon we're winning by big margin. Anyway, I think the best thing that Liberal government could do for the next two and a half years or however long they've got of their term in office uh, would be to collectively just not show up to work for two and a half years. I, th- I really do, I'm, look, I'm not being facetious, uh, I'm not being sarcastic, I'm really serious. I think the best thing that the Liberal government at this point could do for the country would be to just just not show up to work. 
Yeah? Yeah, because because you're doing so much damage to conservatism, you're doing so much damage to the country that you're even you're making the Labour government the shit libs, you're making the shit libs jealous. You put the budget down two weeks ago and shit libs around Australia went, Oh, we that's that's better than even we could have done. Got the best thing we could do for the country, guys, just don't show up to work from now on for the next two and a half years. Just just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't invite any foreign dignitaries over, anything like that. And look, the country will be so much better off if you guys aren't there doing your thing because you don't know what you're doing. I swear our Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull, I swear he gets up in the morning and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've got no idea. I'm the Prime Minister of the country. Oh, let me see. I'm the Prime Minister of the country. Um... They didn't have, did they have a degree for that I could do? A degree at university? Is there a degree at university called Prime Minister of Australia? No? Oh, that would have helped me. What about a Cert 4? A certificate 4 in uh, Prime Ministership? Is there one of those? No? Ah. Oh. Um, a diploma? No? Cert 1. Like a Cert 1, like a, um, uh, it's like a subject, is there a subject at high school? Uh, how to be the Prime Minister? Is there? No. Okay. <sighs> Ah, mm. and the same for his entire ministers, all of them, all of them, all of them are fucking useless. But not only are they useless, just give me a second here. I'm just going to type something in. By the way, there's something on Google. I've got this picture here. It's celebrating Zaha Hadid. That's the day today in Australia for Google. Google, google.com.au is celebrating Zaha Hadid, and it's got some fat... Arabic black chick in front of some squiggly... Who the fuck is Zaha Hadid? And what the fuck is she doing on google.com.au? Fuck me dead. All right. Federal ministers. There we go. Let's have a look. I want the whole list. Cabinet. Current military ministry list. Parliament of Australia. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh... Prime Minister, the Honourable Malcolm Turnbull, doesn't know what he's doing. Like I said, he has didn't have a degree in Prime Ministership, and he's 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 at serious disadvantage at this point. Look, I tell you what, say look, one of the universities like RMIT or you know um, ANU or something like that, if you could get UWA, if you could get like a degree in Prime Ministership and then bestow it on him in an honorary doctorate, I think I think he might feel a bit better about what he's what he's not currently doing at the moment. But let's go down here. Deputy Prime Minister and Minister for Agriculture and Water Resources. Water Resources. We've got a Minister for Water. Ah, uh, can you hear that fucking noise? That's the idiot tree cutters. They've been at it since 7 o'clock this morning. Cox. Uh, Barnaby Joyce, no idea what he's doing. He needs a he needs a deputy prime minister degree as well, so he can have some fucking idea. Minister for Foreign Affairs, the honorary Julie Bishop, cuck, cocksucking cuck. Minister for Trade, Tourism and Investment. In investment means spending taxpayers' money. The honourable Stephen Chobo, Chobo. What sort of gnome is that, Chobo? I tell you what. I tell you what, if, if I was Prime Minister tomorrow, the first thing I'd do is to get rid of a Minister for Trade, Tourism and Investment. Gone. Uh, and we can have a Minister for... No, gone. 
Uh, Attorney General, Vice President of Executive Council, John George Brandis. Cuck! George Brandis is the biggest cuck of all time. Treasurer, Honorable Scott Morrison. Uh, we need a treasurer. Minister for Revenue and Financial Services. In other words, how to get more money out of the taxpayer, Kelly O'Dwyer. Uh, cuck et of all time. Get rid of that of that portfolio. Gone. This is how we're going to save money. Uh, Senator Honourable Fiona Nash. Oh, by the way, if I had, by the way, if I had my ministership, there'd be no chicks in it. No chicks. Not one. Not one fucking female politician in it. None of them. Gone. Only blokes. And blokes who've done something in their life. Yeah, blokes have worked down a mine. Blokes who've gone and shot at people overseas. Yeah, blokes who know how to tie a knot. Blokes who know how to how to how to hit a two by four with a with a hammer and a nail. And the nail actually goes in in some sort of coherent substance. Blokes who've done something with their lives. So, Minister for Revenue and Financial Services gone. Portfolio is gone. See ya. Uh, anyway, Fiona Nash, Minister for Regional Development, Regional Communications, and Local Government and Territories gone. Portfolio, gone. Wiped off the face of the earth. Gone. No reason, reason to have it. Minister for Finance. We'll keep that. Matthias Corman. Uh, I don't know how crap he is, but I'm assuming he's crap because he's in this ministry. Uh, Minister for Infrastructure and Transport. That's one I'll keep because it's the government's job to put the infrastructure in place uh, and public transport in place so that citizens can, and businesses run by citizens and owned by citizens, can get on with making money and being productive, that's the bare bones that the government needs to put in place. You know, whenever you see like the government is saying like, oh, the public, we're losing money on the trains. No, you're not losing money on trains. That infrastructure is there so that people can get around and do business. Doesn't matter if you lose money on it, okay? It doesn't matter. It shouldn't be a profit-making mechanism, okay, to draw money out of people who are trying to generate tax, you fucking morons. Minister for Defence. It's not Minister for Defence anymore, actually. It's Minister for Defence Industry. That's interesting, isn't it? Ministry for Defence is protecting Australia. Ministry, Minister for Defence Industry is Minister for Building Tanks. Hmm. Christopher Pine, biggest cuck of all time. He should be put up against a wall. Look, Christopher, what I was saying about Nick Cater with the plastic bucket, the head, the lighter... Yeah, 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 do it too. Minister for the Environment and Energy. All right, get rid of the environment. Put energy because we need, this is one of the other, the UNA, um, really important infrastructure uh, items that the government needs to have in place so that businesses can do what businesses do and produce and keep the economy going. Energy, but environment, out the window, gone. Minister for Immigration and Border Protection. Peter Dutton. Peter Dutton's probably the only man in the cabinet with a set of balls at this point. Remove uh, the immigration portfolio. We don't want any more people coming to the country. And change it to the Minister for Depopulation and Border Protection, i.e. encouraging people to go back to where they came from. I'm on a roll. Minister for Health, Minister for Sport, the Honourable Greg Hunt. Hunt rhymes with punt. Why do we have a minister for sport? The Soviet Union had a ministership for sport. Nazi Germany had a minister for sport. We know why they did. Why do we have a minister for sport? Just cancel that portfolio. The only reason to have a minister for sport is so the Honourable Greg Hunt 
can go out and get tickets to the best events in town. That's the only reason. Gone. In Adam, Adam Pickett's cabinet, that portfolio ceases to exist. Minister for Health stays. Oh, and now we've got Minister for Defence. And it's a chick. Our Minister for Defence is the Honourable Maurice, Maurice Payne. It's a chick. Our Minister for Defence is a chick. How, how about that, eh? Yeah, you'll stand up to those Ruskies, won't you? Ooh, 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 ooh. Your, bra, your, bra, your bra strap's showing, sweetie. Fuck me. Minister, Minister for Communications. I don't even know what that means. Minister for the Arts. And Manager of Government Business in the Senate. Okay, Minister for Arts under Adam Pickett's uh, cabinet. Gone. Gone. All, all public funding for the arts. The day I get into office as Prime Minister... Gone. Eliminated. Zero. See you later. No more government-funded propaganda in art. People want to make art. People are inspired to do art. Go and do it. Go and do it. Minister of Communications. Uh, I'm I'm assuming like telecommunications. The government fucks all that up continuously. Gone. Uh, Minister for Employment. Minister for Women. And Minister Assisting the Prime Minister for the Public Service. The Honourable... Michaelia Cash, once again a chick. Uh, Minister for Employment. Uh, it's um, it's it's businesses that employ people. So gone. That portfolio is gone. Minister for Women, obviously gone. In fact, that's at the top of my list. Just just above Invo- Minister for Environment and Sport. So in the list of most unwanted portfo- cabinet portfolios, Minister for Women, Minister for Environment, Minister for Sport. Pew, pew, pew. Minister assisting the Prime Minister for the Public, gone. Minister for Social Services, Honourable Christian Porter. In other words, doling out taxpayers' money to bludgers, gone. Minister for Education and Training, gone. Give it back to private schools and defund the universities. You want to you wanna hire that many administrative staff? You pay for it. Ministry for Industry, Innovation and Science. We'll get rid of the innovation. We'll get rid of the science uh, and we'll keep it for industry. Minister for Indigenous Affairs, gone. Uh, Minister for Resources and Northern Australia. Northern Australia has to have its own minister for some for some part, but he's gone. All right, outer ministry. Now they've got an outer, so they've got an inner ministry and now an outer ministry. How long is the, and they've got parliamentary secretaries. Oh God, outer ministry. Minister for Urban Infrastructure. Well, that surely that comes under um, under infrastructure and transport. So gone. Why are you doubling up? Minister for International Development in the Pacific. Well, that's foreign affairs. Gone. Minister for Justice. Minister assisting the Prime Minister on counterterrorism. What? What? Let Asia do its job. Gone. Minister for Veterans Affairs, Defence Personnel, uh, assisting Prime Minister of Centenary Advance, they can assist Prime Minister for Cyber Security. It all comes under defence. Gone. Special Minister of State. Gone. Minister for Human Services. Gone. Minister for Small Business. Gone. Minister for Aged Care. Minister for Indigenous Health. We'll just keep the one Minister for Health across the board and everything. So that's Adam Piggott's portfolio. We'll have the Prime Minister, the Deputy Prime Minister, Foreign Affairs, uh, Trade, the Attorney General, Treasurer, um, Infrastructure and Transport, Health, defence, industry, that's it. That's it. 
and no chicks. No chicks, and for the next, and from that point on, any any women who in Adam Pickett's government who've been elected can see out their term, but from that point on, only blokes are allowed to stand on our side. Opposition can do whatever the fuck they like. They can put transvestites up for like care. They can put they can put dwarves wearing frocks. I don't care. But that's that's what the Adam Pickett portfolio would look like. Uh, go on, you know you want it, don't you? We defund sport, defund the arts, social services, social security, all of it, man, all of it, all of it, all of it, and all of the mistakes that the opposition is that the the previous governments, like the the NDIS, the National Disability Insurance Scheme, I just wipe it, gone, nah, nah, yeah, we've already spent ten billion dollars on it. Well, we're not gonna. It's like a poker hand. If you're if you're if you're if you're two thirds of the way through the hand of poker and you suddenly realise that the best, your second best. Any money that you've put in the pot is is gone. You don't put in more money trying to chase after bad money. You never do that, ever. But people do it all the time. We spent $10 billion on the NDIS. Gone. Cancelled. Oh, we spent we spent $30 billion on uh, trying to get a, a broadband internet system here because we don't want to let private enterprise do it. Nah. Cancel it. Sell it off. ABC? Defunded. Not only would I... Not would I all right. Sack. They are coming to office the next day. So, remember... The ABC, they spent $1.3 billion a year. I think that works out to something like $40 million a day for three television channels, uh, some radio stations, and internet, uh, which internet is provided for lots and lots of people free, such as myself. Uh, $40 million a day is what it costs us to have the ABC. Think about that. Think about it. Okay. Um, defund the entire lot, sack everyone, sell off uh, all of the assets, sell off all of the uh, properties, all the real estate, and then salt the earth so that when eventually I'm kicked out of power, when eventually we lose an election, they can't they can't get it up and running again. It's just not physically possible. Yeah, yeah. Not just not just shut it down and fire them all, but raise the earth, salt the earth. So it cannot be resurrected again, ever. So who wants to vote for me? Oh, what else would I do? Uh, I'd eliminate personal income tax. Um, Eliminate the GST and I would reduce uh, company tax to 15% in line with Singapore. Um, uh, get rid of all regulatory hurdles, um, shut down local councils um, because they're just steaming shithole. They, they, they used to be involved in collecting rubbish and keeping the, the streets clean, but now they're just, they're just uh, extorting ratepayers um, for um, shit-lib progressive uh, ideologies. So shut them all down collectively, gone across the board. Um, get rid of all uh, as much red tape as possible get rid of all green tape uh, environmental restrictions that sort of thing um, and just sit back and let um, let the citizens of the country take the the, com- the country forward into productivity under the, under pure capitalism small government capitalism who wants to vote for me who wants to vote for me come on you know you want to 
You know you want to. That's what I will stand on. That's my that's my ministry. That's my cabinet. Oh, I'd increase defense spending spending to let's say seven percent of G of uh, of GDP. Yeah. Have a, we'll have a really good defence, really good regional ties with uh, with regional powers who are spending lots of money on defence as well, like Singapore, those sort of places. I'd I'd also outlaw Islam. I'd make it illegal. Yeah, I'd make it illegal. No freedom of religion here. I'd make it illegal. On 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 a par with as as tech sacrifice. Human, human sacrifice. That's that's where I put it. So, um, all Muslims kicked out. Islam made it legal. Mosques shut down. Ground raised, salt salted earth, all all that sort of thing. Uh, SBS would be shut down as well as the ABC, of course. Um, this is this is just off the top of my head. There's so much more we could do. Obviously, defunding universities, defunding the arts, um, defunding education. That's uh, completely useless now, anyway. And, um, and encouraging um, private investment in schools. Um, oh, you have to fix up uh, uh, the medical system with Medicare. So we've got Medicare and private insurance here. Um, go to encouraging as much competitive um, business in uh, the medical field as possible. But that's why you get prices lower. That's why your TV... That's why you can buy a 45-inch color television now for 500 bucks. Um, it's because of it's competition has done that. Whereas a a 10-inch black and white television uh, 30 years ago was a thousand dollars, which would be like four thousand dollars in today's money, something like that. Really crazy. Um, so that's what I do. That's what I do. That's what I do. Are you going to vote for me? Vote for Adam. Shout outs, Captain Capitalism, also known as Aaron Clary at captaincapitalism.blog.com. The Good Cappies had, uh, I linked to one of his articles he did, um, The Good, The Bad and The Stupid. He's had some, uh, he's had some good ones. He's getting back into writing again. I like, I like Aaron's articles. He always comes out with some interesting stuff. He's got one with experimenting with microcommunism. He gave me a shout out because I sent him an article about a, uh, a business here in Australia called Lentils as Anything, which was uh, a restaurant where uh, you, you you ordered your meal, you paid for your meal, and then you paid what you thought you should pay. In other words, communism. And surprise, surprise, it folded. Um, but then Cappy took it in his um, his piece. He took it uh, one step further. It was really interesting, and he, and he does this a lot, which is why I like reading his stuff and listening to his stuff. Because uh, I send him, I look at a piece, an article that I find, and I think, could I do more with this, or could Aaron do more with this? And if it's an Aaron can do more with this, I just go, here you go, buddy. Um, and sure enough, he's like, he 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 put a positive spin on it. He's like, he's like, this this little business is like lentil as anything that failed are good, uh, and more power to them because they show that communism doesn't work on a small scale. So if you can't make a restaurant work with with communism. Why on earth do you think you're going to be able to run a country using the same the same approach? It just doesn't work. You go broke. Look at Venezuela. Um, so Cappy's, uh, check out his site. You can link to him. If you can't be bothered using an internet search engine, it's on my blog uh, on the sign under Captain Capitalism. 
and he uh, has a bunch of books out. He's got a new book out called Poor Rich's Retirement, Retirement for Everyday Americans. So if you're getting close, it's, this is an important book. People think, oh, I'm not close to retirement yet. Eh, eh, wrong, eh, fail, eh, trap door open, eh, plastic bucket over your head and set fire to it, eh. You think about your retirement, you plan for it when you're young, and that way when you retire, it's a piece of cake. If you start thinking about retirement when you're ready to retire, you're what's known, you're in what's known as deep shitville. Unless you happen to win the lotto. It's like guys I see down the gym who are in their 60s, 70s, and trying to make up for all of the inactivity they've done throughout their Just, why are you bothering? It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. You're not doing yourself any good at the moment. You're not doing... Just, look, just go eat a bunch of bacon sandwiches, drink lots of beer, enjoy what little time you have left, heart attack, die, okay? It's too late. If if you're going to think about growing old and about how well you're going to grow old, how well you're going to age, then you think about that from when you're young. Hmm? So, Paul Richard's Retirement, Retirement for Everyday Americans, Aaron Cleary, check that book out. Uh, that's me for this week. Like I said, I don't know if, if this doesn't go up next week, I'll announce it on my blog if I'm having recording problems. I should have, with hindsight, I should have recorded this on my laptop to see whether it could have been done. But um, we'll find out next week. Um, this has been fun to record. Um, I love you all. You're the best audience I've ever had. And I mean that. sincerely. Uh, Don't forget that I have two books out. Um, My first book, Pushing Rubber Downhill, uh, A Journey to Manhood via Whitewater Adventures, describes how I found purpose as a young man. Uh, I had no one really to... I I really almost completely lacked mentors and direction from the age of... 15 about what to do with my life um and i had no guidance whatsoever and so the book is about how i made myself as a man and and discovered not discovered how i grounded out and i did it by eventually becoming a whitewater rafting guide and rafting around the world having lots of adventures with hot heaps of chicks and drugs and rock and roll and all that stuff so it's a fun read it's fun People, people read my book and I'm like, man, why haven't you sold a million copies of this? And I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's available paperback, Kindle, and audio. And then my second book, Run Guts, Pull Cones. If you don't know what that means, read the book. And it's about a rafting adventure in the Italian Alps. They're both great books. Um, and if you have read my books, can you leave a review? It'd be great. The more reviews. Reviews are literally air for authors today. Amazon reviews and uh, Goodreads reviews are literally air. They're oxygen for us. So if you have read my stuff, if you could put a quick review. Hey, and it doesn't have to be five star. Everyone thinks, oh, oh, I'll put it up. It'll be like a three or a four star. That's fine. Two star, fine. One star, you hated it, fine. It, it doesn't, it doesn't. I've got one one star review. I'm pushing rubber downhill and I'm really happy with that because otherwise it just looks like, I don't know, it doesn't look real because you can't please everybody. If you try and please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. Links to buy my books are on my blog. Um, click through my blog because I get hit on the affiliate program as well. It doesn't, with Amazon, it doesn't cost you any extra money. 
Um, this is almost an hour. I'm just under an hour, which is perfect timing for me. It's goodbye from me. Uh, it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye. You have a nice day now. And I'll see you hopefully next week.